Welcome to HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. As always, my name is Mike Chisholm. As always, I am so excited to be here and have conversations with cool people uh, about the subject of mental wellness, emotional wellness, physical wellness, all of the cool things that we talk about. He Changed It is a place where men can go and work on themselves. My wife is building this amazing place. I get the privilege of hosting the podcast and having amazing conversations. And uh, and and I just, yeah, I get the best job in this whole entire project. Uh, if you haven't downloaded the app yet, what the heck are you waiting for? Head on over to the Apple Store or the Google Store. Download He Changed It, the He app. And um, if you haven't shared or subscribe to the podcast again what what's going on man the heat changed it overlords are on me all the time hey are people subscribing are people sharing please please do that and uh and let us grow this thing let's blow it up man let's uh let's let's move the needle when it comes to how men are negotiating their way through this thing called life i have a phenomenal guest today and i say that all the time but i'm gonna just give a little bit of a backstory the guest that i have on today is a professional wrestler not just a professional wrestler um that i have worked with but one that has worked all around the world on this podcast i've talked a little bit about how i doubt my toe in the world of professional wrestling on the promotion side of things and uh, we ran a little show called Kelowna Invasion. Me and my business partner, we did it to give back to the children's hospital. Everyone laughed at us. They thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And then our show raised in one night $10,000 for BC Children's Hospital. Um, and, and, and then people weren't laughing so much. In fact, wrestling fans came out of the woodwork and they said, hey, when are you doing another show? And we put our heads together and we said, you know what? Okay, let's do another show. And uh, that second show that we did, we were told, or I was told about this independent tag team out of Vancouver, British Columbia called the Bollywood Boys. And I didn't know anything about the Bollywood Boys. I just heard about them. I heard them by reputation. This was a team that could come out and introduce themselves to an audience they had never met before. And within a few seconds, have that audience's attention. And by the end of the evening, have that audience literally eating out of the palm of their hands. And that is exactly what happened at Kelowna Invasion 2. We became friends with Gervin Herb, the Bollywood boys, um, they came and worked for us a few more times. And in fact, the last show they ever did before they went to a little place called WWE was working for Kelowna Invasion. I forget what it was, Kelowna Invasion 8 or 9 or something like that. And uh, at the end of the day, I have watched these guys grow and blow their careers up. I've seen them from a place of, of, of just dreaming, but working their butts off for their dream to going to achieving their dream to going and then watching that dream transition Man. and pivot. And that's where we're at today. And one of them, I called in a favor and said, hey, remember back in the day when you worked with this little promotion out of Kelowna, BC for charity? Would you be willing to come on my podcast and talk a little bit about this? Gerv said, absolutely, I would, which thrills me. Gerv, thank you so much for taking time out of your day. One of the Bollywood boys, Gerv Sira, thank you for taking time to be on HeCast today. Wow, buddy. That was quite the introduction, man. <laughs> thank you so much, Mike. That was uh Got me, you uh, got goosebumps for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's off the top of my head and it's from the bottom of my heart. Like, I, dude, seriously, I have watched you guys. And again, the, your, your last independent shot was with us. And then I watched you go and, and, and the ride that you had in WWE. Here's the thing that I love about you and your brother. You have not not only forgotten where you came from, but your humbleness along the way 
of having your entire life blow up and achieving the dreams that you had since you were boys, you stayed the same. The first question right out of the shoot is how have you remained so humble and so grounded? Is it something that you just naturally come to, or is it something that you made a conscious choice to work on and make sure uh, stayed the same? Wow. That's a loaded question because I think, um, you know, I mean, like, um, off, like just to answer it honestly, I think a lot of it is our, our, our own upbringing as well. Like, you know, with our parents and stuff and like the respect factor and, uh, you know, uh, always being thankful for what you have and never forgetting where you come from. And not only, you know, growing up and learning those values from our parents, but like being in sports like Taekwondo, you know, as yep. kids growing up and, you know, a sport like that teaches you all about, uh, you know, you know, being perseverance and respecting yourself, respecting others. And, you know, I think, and again, but I think the major to really get into that question is a lot of it is just the time it took for us to get to where we wanted to go, you know, and, uh, and as, uh, as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It sounds very cliche, but you know, sometimes it's always about believing in yourself and like st staying mentally strong. But I think all the hardships we face getting to where we want, because let's face it, you know, the, the, the world of professional wrestling is dominated by giants, you know, and yeah. or at least the ones we grew up watching at that, you know, as kids, you know, yeah. you had your giants. So, you know, two guys under six feet tall, under 200 pounds, there you go, under the giant. You know, for us, it was always about believing in ourselves and being thankful for every opportunity we ever had. I, mean, I, I learned at a very young age, a thank you goes a long ways. And, you know, I'm always thankful. And even for, you know, you and your business partner who gave us opportunities to work your shows in Kelowna, um, you know, have us link up with, you know, I remember being shows with Jeff Jarrett and yeah. putting us in situations that let us shine and let us really showcase our uh, personalities. And, you know, I mean, it's such a law. It's such a, I can go on for an hour about this, Absolutely. this question as for like what kept us grounded. I just think uh, again, just um, just being thankful for every opportunity we ever had and just being thankful for um, having the support of everyone around us as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, for the, you know, that's where I'm going to leave it at that. But let's no, 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 it, it's a great you. You've got so many awesome discussion points out of that answer. I mean, you think about family and, and here's the cool thing as you guys, you know, it rings true to your true character, because again, as you guys blow up, I've got the privilege of being, you know, on your personal Facebook, you're an independent wrestler and suddenly you're a superstar worldwide all around the world. Millions of eyeballs looking at you every week, uh, watching the crazy stuff that you guys were doing on a, on a, on an international scale. And yet on your personal Facebook, what are the things that you're posting about? You're posting about your family. You're posting about your parents. You're posting about, you know, getting married. You're posting about having kids. And, and these are the priorities of your life while you're having these amazing right. dream come true moments, the balance of the things that you were posting about family was number one. And I mean, that's a really good um, that's a, obviously showing the foundation that was built on. Another thing you talked about was mental toughness. And I mean, the prof the world of professional wrestling is a world where, I mean, we've got people who are in sales who listen to this podcast or watch this podcast. And I mean, you talk about mental toughness, being able to handle rejection, being able to persevere. You know, you talked about those two things there in particular. Before I get to some of the other things that you talked about, uh, let's talk about success leaves clues. I mean, we hear that. That's a, you know, talk about a cliche. 
day. Um, talk about the mental toughness that you and your brother had when you were doing those northern tours, when you were working in these buildings that promised you there were going to be hundreds of people and there were maybe a dozen. Yeah. Um, you know, and you kept, but you kept persevering. You kept showing up working and presenting yourselves. Another thing that you did, another cliche, uh, you, you hear, you read these personal development books, they talk about, you know, dress or act for the job that you want, not for the job that you have. You guys are the living example of that. You'd walk into these indie shows and you'd have gear that made it look like you yeah. were right in the WWE already, <laughs> you know? So mental toughness and perseverance, are those things that you two learned uh, from reading books? Did you learn it from mentors? Where did you get that perseverance and mental toughness? And can anybody have those skills? I think anybody can have the skills, to be honest. Again, like it goes back to where we come from and as who we were, like, you know, for us having these huge dreams as kids to be WWE superstars or just professional wrestlers for that matter. I mean, when we broke in, it was the uh, tail end of like, you know, really the old school way of breaking into the professional wrestling world. Like, I mean, I started in Calgary with the hearts and yeah. you want to talk about, talk about mentors and like people I grew up idolizing and, you know, having opportunity. I mean, I still remember, you know, this is before like dirt sheets became available or learning where to find a wrestling school. Um, you know, I was, there was not much in my area or not that I, I knew of. So for me yeah. right away, when I went, when I wanted to get into the world of professional wrestling, okay, Calgary, everybody talked about the Hart family. So, you know, I sent a letter to the hearts and got a reply back from Bruce Hart and, you know, Hey, just pay us this amount of money and uh, we'll get you going. So like, for me, like, I think as, and also we grew up as fans of the business, which helped. You know, when you see your idols like Bret Hart and or like someone like Shawn Michaels and you see these people are like, oh, man, like I want to be like that. I want to achieve those dreams and do everything they're doing. And, you know, it goes back to even what you were just talking about, the Northern Health Tour. Like those were we, the, the reason we did those tours were because we read the books of Edge, Adam Copeland, yep. who now is like a, a, a mentor, a friend who I can just text and be like, hey, you know, this is what's on my mind. What do you think? Or like someone like Bret, who was somebody we looked up to now he's a mentor and not only a mentor but somebody i can text as well be like hey like brett like you know i just i was working on my european uppercuts today do, do you want to give me any feedback or like hey brett like you know he was one of, brett was one of the first people to reach out to us after we got released from our jobs and you know told us just to keep our head up and like you know keep keep plugging away because he knows our story he knows we started in his house in the dungeon and you know always respected their family and then somebody like Mick Foley you know who another person we looked up to and you know another person that reached out Randy Orton somebody that we worked with and like you know these are like legends and hall of famers who are looking out for two guys who you know going back to what you were saying earlier like yeah we live we've lived our dream but I don't even think we like scratched the surface as far as what we wanted to accomplish does that make sense and I think oh, that's okay. where that's where like the mental toughness for us came in because even our journey, yeah, look, it's great, like where we got to, but they were like, we wanted to do, we wanted to accomplish so much. We had these dreams of becoming tag team champions and, uh, you know, wanting to, you know, work with certain tag teams like the Usos or like, you know, have that opportunity to work with a bunch of talent that unfortunately we did not get to, but we got to work with them in other ways. So like for us, like it was always like, just stay motivated you know, stay inspired. Remember what brought us to the dance, so to speak, and remember the hardships we faced to get to where we were, you know, i.e. the Northern Hell Tours, okay? Like, you're not making much, but you're doing it because a guy like Edge 
did it and he got to the WWE. So we're like, hey, if Edge did it, why can't we do it and get to the WWE? You know, and uh, a guy like Jericho, again, another person who like, yes. hey, we we talked to the, the way we broke the ice with Jericho. I remember, um, oh man, we can get into so many stories and I'm excited. I got goosebumps just talking about it. Like, you know, just like, how we got to know Jericho over the years was because of our connection with Winnipeg and working those Northern Hell tours. So like everything that we grew up watching, everything we grew up like picturing, everyone along the way has helped us in some shape or form. And I think that's what's kept us mentally strong. And even now, like, man, I, I don't know if I'm getting, you just please take control of the interview whenever you want. You but keep like, going, man. I got, I got, <laughs> I got lots of stuff that I'm going to, I'm going to ask you in reaction to this, but no, you keep yeah. going. Like, even though, I mean, even when we got released and we got our phone call for our release, yeah, like literally we had just shown up to get in the ring and work out. And we were both, you know, in our wrestling boots, ready to have a practice, have to work out. And we got the release within like 90 seconds of each other. And uh, we've told the story before, but it was more yeah. like, you know, instead of being defeated and feeling sorry for ourselves, we're like, no, like this isn't just an opportunity to get better or like, you know, let's make the most of this situation and let's yeah. see where else we can, like, you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, it's well, not we're gonna get Okay. We're going to get <laughs> yeah. to that. Let's put a pin in that for a second. Cause we're right. going to get to adversity um, yeah. in a second. I'm and, sorry. And, I, I just, I get so passionate about uh, just talking about it. I just started absolutely. going off the rails. So please, oh no, <laughs> dude. And this is, but again, this is also one of those clues that gets left. And I want to go back to the beginning where you talked about, it starts with a dream. Right. And I think that there are so many men out there right now who have forgotten how to dream. They dreamt sure. when they were a kid. Maybe they dreamt when they were in high school. Maybe they dreamt whatever. And then life kind of takes over the cliches, the peer pressure, the family pressure, the things that come down, uh, that internal pressure where, you know, okay, gotta, gotta get the job or the wife or the, the, the school. Like we've had so many life coaches and counselors on it talk about this and how it, people have forgotten how to dream and they yeah. just kind of go with the flow, but the flow doesn't get people where they want to go. And, exactly. and and you not just started with a dream with your brother. You had somebody who was was willing to accept you for that dream and also join you in that dream. I think that's a clue. But yeah. also you obsessed about that dream. And you yeah. even said your words. You even said like when times were tough or whatever, we just went back to that dream. We just got back to the thing that inspired us most. And that dream kept you inspiring. But then you worked your ass off for that dream. And, and you didn't stop and you didn't quit. And I think that those are the things that sometimes people forget. You guys, I mean, I don't know how many people would have said this to you or not, but you guys were not even close to an overnight success. You guys yeah. were grinding it in the trenches. And then when the opportunity came, you were ready for it because you had obsessed so much. And, and, and you, you, you did, you, you knocked that interview out of the park. You told us about the interview you had with, you know, with, with some of the officials, including triple H and you knocked that out of the park. And I think it's because you kept yourself so associated with that dream and you still are even going through adversity. We'll bookend that in a second as to where you're going, but how important do you think for guys who are listening to this out there, guys who are, you know, maybe working that job and in the grind and they're directionless, how important is it to, to identify a dream and then to grab onto it? How important is that to you? Greg? I think, I think it's very important because you need a motivation factor. And like, yeah. you know, you talk about, for, for, for me at first, when I got that dream, it was about myself and like, Oh, okay. I want to make it to, you know, WWE or I want to become this big pro wrestler. So, yep. but it's funny because 
that was beginning and like, at, but your dream changes as you're on that road and the journey. And like, just before we got fired, like the five, four years, we, like, I mean, we had a five year run, which yeah. is a long, which is a long time, you know, for in WWE, but like, it's funny, the dream almost changes, you know, as I got married, as I got my, my son. So now it wasn't about me anymore. You know, my motivation factor changed. Now it was about providing for my family, you know, and providing for my little one and then making sure they have a roof over their heads. And dude, like, there were countless times when I would be out there buying groceries, buying diapers or like just whatever for my kid when he was a newborn. And I'm like, and I, I don't know how many people, how many of your listeners believe in higher powers or whatever, but I was always thanking God. I was just like, man, thank you for this opportunity for letting me get, you know, buying this stuff for my son. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like the dream changed. Like when we were younger, it was about our parents. Like, you know, okay. Like we want to provide our parents gave us so much when we were yeah. growing up, they believed in our dreams. Like, you know, not only did we want to be wrestlers when we were kids, we wanted to be NHL hockey players because we were Canadian, we're Canadian kids that grew up playing ice hockey and, you yep. know, we wanted to be the Gretzky. So, you know, and people have to remember, like, our, our parents, you know, they were immigrants. They, you know, they, they came here in the late 70s, early 80s from India, faced a lot of hardships on their own, you know, and... So it's, as a as a youngster, I don't know where I got I get this from, but I think it was again it was our upbringing. A lot of it is like so hearing our parents' stories and their struggles inspired me, mm-hmm. inspired my brother. You know, it's like how can we give back to them and you know and uh, say thank you to them for everything they've given us over the years and like you know they, I mean hockey's not a cheap sport like especially for two kids, two boys. Like you know we were like both playing ice hockey and you know that stuff cost a fortune as well. So Absolutely. Parents, you know, our dad was just, he's, he's still working to this day. He's 70 plus and uh, he drives a bus, you know, and he's been driving for the last 30 plus years. So, you know, it's funny, like, okay, now we want, when we were breaking into the business, we all, we want to do it for our parents. We want to do it for our father, but, like, and you still do. But then as you, as you get older, I'm talking about myself. Okay. Now I want to do it for my family. I want to do it for, you know, my, my kid and provide for them. So, I think going back to what you're asking is what helps us keep going is just finding anything to latch on to be as a motivational factor. It could be yeah. anything. And I think for me, it's always, again, family, family was huge. It still is. Cause you know, now, you know, you know, I'll let you, you know, you can cut me off again, but, uh, again, <laughs> not, but now it's like, now that we're on the outside looking in, we, we have the name value. We've made a brand for ourselves, but now it's like, it's, it's time to what, what's next for us. What's the next step? Well, and we're going to, again, we're going to get yeah. to that, but before we do, we're going to another point that you brought up, which I think is, is, is also a clue that has come up with, you know, we've had some life coaches on and counselors on who talk about the importance of gratefulness and how, um, you know, many times there are men that live are living with, um, you know, traumas of the past that they haven't released, you know, or they're living in anxiety of the future, things that are the fears of things to come. And the silver bullet to those things are that, that these counselors or life coaches that we've talked to have talked about is gratefulness. And I mean, again, it seems like because of your upbringing, gratefulness was just kind of supercharged or instilled into you guys. You know, the idea of opportunity, you talk about your parents being immigrants and coming here to, to, to live a better life, to, to, to have a better situation, to raise their family and adventure that too like my yeah. god they completely changed their surroundings their culture all that shit and 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 they've come here and not only have they come here there's the recognition of where we've been 
And the gratefulness that just comes with that seems to have been transferred to you guys uh, naturally. You seem, Gerv, to be just a naturally grateful guy. And even knowing that, I mean, uh, that is something that I'm sure that you're really grateful for. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, absolutely being, you know, but don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, don't, don't like uh, think that I'm, I'm just grateful for achieving my dreams. There are so many dreams and goals that we had set that again, we were talking about earlier that we, you know, we haven't accomplished. There's so much, there's so much work left to do. And now that's, that's the motivation factor for me. And that's you know, a key I, point. That's a key point too. Okay. Because yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there too, who can might live in delusion. Like the difference between a fantasy and a, and, and a dream, I think is, yeah. is work. You got to work for it. Absolutely. I mean, like, again, like I'm not missing workouts, you know, I, it goes back to like, you know, even when it took us 12, 13 years to get to the WWE, you know, when we go, when we got the call to even, uh, I don't know how many of your listeners know our backstory, but like our call literally came after seven years of actually knocking on the door, calling the office and never hearing a yes. It was always no, not yet. No, not yet, but something. And this is, you know, between the hell tours and working shows for you, we were still sending emails and still making those phone calls to Stanford and or wherever else we were looking for work. So it wasn't like, it's like, just, Oh, believe in your dream and it's going to happen. No, it was like a lot of like, no, a lot of like, go prove yourself. And um, again, 12 years to get to the WWE and, and not only get to the WWE, I remember one of the best uh, piece of advice we got was from edge. It's like, it's one thing to make it to the WWE. It's another thing to stay there. Right. So, you know, it's, you, you got the Jersey on, but now how do you keep the Jersey? You know, Absolutely. how do you, how do you stay on the team? So like, then you got to work even 10 times harder to just keep your spot, so to speak. Well, so, that's an important, that's an important point too, that separates dream from fantasy, I think as well. Yeah. I think with fantasy, sometimes people think, okay, I'm going to get to a point where I feel like I've made it. Yeah. And, and I don't know if they think if it's delusion where they think life just stops and then everything just is whatever I've made it, but that's yeah. not how it works. I mean, it's, 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 you get to a peak and then once you're at that peak, you can take a look around and you can, you know, take some stock, but then you go and you look at that next horizon and you say, okay, right. what's next? How does this evolve? Yeah. How yeah. does this happen? Right. And that's where and we're at now. That's you where you're at now. And, and I want to talk about that. And that's because, where we're at now. We were also there just you know the last the entire five years we were with wwe every time it wasn't like we're just like happy to collect paychecks you know don't like it was never that it was always like and that's another thing i think your listeners should take away it's like everything should there should be a purpose behind everything it's like you know again going back to it's not like okay we're so happy yay we're here in the wwe we're living our dream no man they, people don't understand until in, you're in the inside you have to remember this. You got to work 10 times harder to stay inside. Yes. You got to work. You, and there was a lot of proving our worth in those five years and all. And man, it's a pressure cooker of a job too. It wasn't like, we're just like, okay, we're in the WWE. We're going to go wrestle. I know it's like, you know, people, I mean, it's, it, it's a stressful, it's a stressful place. If you know, you, you're not the top guy. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like you always have to be working hard. You always have to like stay on top of, uh, you know, you have to stay in shape. You got to be on, you're on the road. You got to, like, you know, there's so many, but that's where it comes from. Like you got to find that motivation to keep you going. 
You, you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. Uh, go, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, hey, man, I'm just, uh, okay, I'm sorry. Up, believe it or not, Gerv, I, and I mean, you may not, you may not, like, I'm sitting under the learning tree because <laughs> uh, I really, really am because you're taking a lot of this wisdom and you're passing it on. That's another thing that I'm really grateful for about um, as you found the success, you are, you are so willing to take the things that you've learned and teach people about it. And it's been so fun watching that. I, uh, and, and again, that pressure that you're talking about, like, I mean, I think about, uh, you know, the pressure of, of, of there are so many metrics that people view you by. They view you by, yeah, the ratings or the eyeballs, but also merch sales. And, right. you know, okay, yeah, they made an action figure of you, but they're also checking out to see how many of those action figures sell and, right. and, and all the yeah. different things that yeah. you got to take into account. Um, yeah. Are there times where the pressure got to you? I don't think so, to be honest. I, I mean, I, mean I, I know me and my brother at times would be like, figuring out what, what we can do to evolve. That was a key know? right there though. Having someone in the trenches with you yeah, that is and that close, literally yeah. without uh, being a brother, you know? And, no, we're lucky we had each other. Cause uh, yeah. again, you know, not just wrestling, but any entertainment field can be, it can, it, it can, it can crack you, you know, if you're not, uh, if you don't have someone and we're lucky we had each other to lean on. And, you know, there were countless drives and plane rides or like just sitting at the airport, just brainstorming ideas. Hey, what can we do uh, next? And, you know, here's an idea maybe we can pitch to creative and you pitch it and then it goes nowhere. Okay. So now what, you know, now it's just like, what else can we do? You know, it's, that's, that's my, that's going back to what I was saying earlier. It's like, it's one thing to be, you know, wearing a team Jersey is a whole different ball game to keep that Jersey and go home and come back the following week. So um, even, even up until our release, it was like every week and people got to realize we were, we're traveling from like Vancouver. We stayed in Vancouver for the most part of our, our careers. And, yep. you know, we're, it's, it's not easy flying from Canada to, the states and like you know not only that but like you're connecting through the other end know, of the states vancouver uh, exactly. florida like yeah. that's yeah absolutely yeah, you're, we're you're one end to the next and and even during our entire pandemic we were traveling and you know getting our covid testing done and like it's a lot of it was a lot of a uh, lot of work so you know well and 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 here's the thing like and i i want to give uh props to you and your brother because you know you're working for wwe um you guys got to work there. If you look at the entire spectrum of WWE, you know, and all the evolutions of that company, uh, all the way back from, you know, the territories going down to the, to, to, to like the steroid trial years to the attitude, like that company has evolved and gone through many different ups and down periods. Um, right. You guys worked for them, uh, got your, got your shot with them when things were kind of normal on the way up the network, all that kind of stuff. But then, um, you know, and, and of course you, you, you survived round after round of cuts because they cut every year, a couple times a year. You guys yeah. are surviving that, finding ways to, to 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 integrate yourselves into the different shows, and then the another unprecedented time where you know twenty years from now, this is another chapter in what that company has done going up and down. The pandemic, and yeah. and not only that, you survived, uh, you know, during that pandemic, and and at the end of the day. I mean, it felt like when I'm hearing the reaction from the others when 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 it was announced that you guys were cut, um, it seemed like they were heartbroken to do it. <laughs> it just seems like, oh, man, these guys that work their ass off, they're here all the time. They do anything with a smile on their face. They're willing to do anything for us. They pitch ideas, that sort of thing. We hate to cut these guys. That seems to be the reaction from anybody who works within the WWE since you guys got cut. 
Yeah, no, and we're very appreciative of that reaction because I mean, the thing with us was if we always now that now that we've been cut, we always kind of talk joke around. We're like, if we were gonna get cut, we should have been cut like when the pandemic first happened back in uh, 2020 yeah. when they re- when they released like over a hundred people. And uh, I remember, you know, getting a text uh, that day, just everybody be on standby. You know, you, you'll be getting a call, and like you can just imagine their nerve wracking situation. Yeah. Those those six six hours, and then. <laughs> You know, luckily, I mean, we got through that one and then everything was good. And even then I sat home for nine months, my brother and I, we sat home for nine months because the border was shut. Uh, There was no, there was no air travel. They couldn't fly us into Florida where they were filming. So eventually when we got the green light to start flying again, you know, again, we were taking these hellacious flights from Vancouver to Dallas and then Dallas to Florida. And there's like maybe one or two flights, if that going to Dallas or going to Florida. So like we were hustling and bustling and making sure that we got on these flights. So, and not only that, we're getting, again, I was mentioning it earlier, we're doing all the COVID testing, the PCR tests that need to be done. So we were getting tested four times a week. You, you know, got a clean nasal passage, don't you, girl? Oh yeah, we were the, <laughs> we were the most tested people in all of Canada. You know, if there were <laughs> going to be two guys, you know, to be on a poster of PCR, that'd be us. But uh, <laughs> but uh, even then, like you know, in those eight nine months that we were sitting home after they did the first batch of releases, we were staying we're, again. Going back to what this whole podcast is about. That mental toughness. Okay, so for, for eight nine months, all we did was train, 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 and stayed ready. Yeah, you know, during the downtime. La- See, that's another cliche that that yeah. I, is is one hundred percent true. Champions are made in the off season. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I and, that, uh, yeah. And, well, I, I want to just um, we don't have very much time left, and I hate that because um, you know well, you I'm good for time this- now. I, I'm deep into this conversation, so we can carry <laughs> on. I, I'm good, man. Let's- <laughs> well, I appreciate that because I mean, again, and I, and I, and I know we've only had a few encounters, memorable encounters for me, um, but I've also watched you along the way, and I know that you and I are brothers from a different mother when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I just appreciate the personal development. You guys are a walking personal development book. You you really really are. Um, I. I hope one day you take, I know your brother is looking and acting and that's where he yep. wants to go. Gerv, I swear to God, like from seriously, from one brother, from another mother to another. Um, I hope that you do consider writing a personal development book one day because oh, thank I, you. I just appreciate the fact that you are literally living these things and these things that you're living leave clues for those of us that want to blaze our own trail, but have always been too afraid to try it. And, and, and the idea of the hard work, I mean, there's people talk about the next generation that's coming up, the entitlement and all that stuff. You guys, I don't know if you have ever had one day in your life where you have felt entitled for something, but it certainly doesn't show. And the effort that you guys put in during the pandemic is the reason why, um, you know, as things start to loosen up and get better or whatnot, you guys are going to fly fucking high. You guys are going to go so far. And the thing about this, that as an observer, I'm looking at, and we're going to get into the adversity part here now, because I don't even know that this is adversity for you. I think if a lot of people got fired from their quote unquote dream job, um, they would, they would get uh, devastated and stumbled. And maybe you and your brother did for a moment or two. Maybe you took a beat or two. I don't know. But you are certainly positioning yourself. And I want to get into that in a second. But you're positioning yourself in a way where you are going to blaze an even bigger trail. I truly believe that. But 
I've got to know when that did happen, was there a moment or two where you guys got stumbled and, and, and kind of hit in the face uh, when you guys did get released from WWE? Yeah. When uh, the 90 days finally came up and uh, I lost my visa and this is where like the anxiety is kicking. So, you know, obviously with the 90 days, you lose everything. You lose your visa, you lose uh, your, uh, your ability to go work in the States. Okay. So let's catch, let's catch everybody up. Who's not a wrestling fan. You're working for WWE. They give you a visa so you can work not just in the States, but around the world. Uh, They terminate you. you. There's a 90 day non-compete where you kind of can't do anything for 90 days. And at the end of that 90 days, your visa is done. Your visa is done. You're done receiving your 90 day paychecks and uh, that's it. You are literally, and this is where I may open up. And this is like, this is where I may be admitting that I, I, this is where my anxieties are high because now that I don't have a visa, I'm actually in the process of getting one. And that alone has been a nightmare, you know, because, uh, I'm trying to get a visa to work in the States during, uh, you know, a pandemic. So, yes. you know, that's not easy. Um, a lot of red tape, that, a lot of red tape. Right. Yeah. So, you know, that's where my, I am, you know, ask, ask my wife, this is, that's where like, I have, I'm anxious. I'm like always like just checking my status update for my visa and like what's, what's happening with it. Cause you know, all of October, unfortunately I was hoping to get my visa by the end of September and it never came through. So we lost a month full of uh, bookings there. So that's a month full of, um, you know, yeah. work and momentum, you know, income, momentum, all that income, everything. So this, this is where it's like, Whoa. Okay. Like now I, I need some good luck on my side again. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. So that's why I appreciate you putting that out in the universe that hopefully when, you know, you know, this, this stuff will, and by the time your listeners will hear this podcast and by then all this would be resolved and I will have my visa and the green light to start working again. But no, definitely. This is where, uh, I, 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 I am not afraid to admit that I, I'm very anxious. I'm very nervous. I'm very scared. Um, and I'm trying my best here to keep my mental health strong. And, uh, I think, um, I think the, the, having the gym, you know, going to work out and, keeping myself in that. So it's funny because ever since my release, I've stayed in the same schedule that I was on when I was on the road. Okay. So you're going through this and you've regimented yourself and the regiment helps give you that framework to kind of deal with the anxiety coming. Yes. Yeah. So I, I still wake up at 4am. I still have my uh, pre-workout by five. I'm still out the door by five 36 because this is what I was doing when I was catching flights to go to work. I was waking up early to get my workout in before I got on the plane. So I'm still um, in the same schedule. It's funny because I remember this is years before we even got to the WWE. I remember Steve Austin once talking about it on in, a, in, a, in an interview where he talks about how he will still drive hundred miles down a highway to go grab a cheeseburger or whatever, yeah. just to, just to feel like he's on the road. Yeah. You know, so it's a, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a scary thought, but like until you're in it, you're like, whoa, mentally it helps in a weird way. I don't like, so for me to stay on that same schedule has helped me over the last uh, hundred days. And it's just kind of making me feel like I'm still in that same normal routine, you know, otherwise I, I could just sleep in and uh, wake yeah. up and go to the gym midday, but no, I still try to, uh, and I've been a, I've been a stay at home stay at home dad for the last four months too, right? So I've been very hands on. So uh, again, that was part of my schedule because during the pandemic, 
uh, our taping schedule was once a week or twice a week, but we'd be, we'd be gone for a day, come go work for two days, come back. So I, I was still home enough to help out, but so I'm still in that mindset and, yeah. um, you know, so it, it, it really helps me. So I don't know if that's my, as a sign of vulnerability or weakness, oh. but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just trying to keep myself in that same zone so i can just mentally stay headstrong and and, and, and um, I, I i sometimes ask my wife i'm like i'm like i feel like i, I if i don't i might go into depression you know because yeah. i'm just trying to stay strong you know if, if i if i'm off that schedule it's it's gonna be rough <laughs> so yeah you know I, and going back to what you were saying earlier my brother has found an outlet for himself where, which is acting which is i'm so happy for him because he's wanting to do it for years and yes you know unfortunately under the wwe banner you can't go fulfill commitments or do things that you would like to otherwise. Right. So now he's got the opportunity to do that and he's still fulfilling that and he's still being able to wrestle and do his, and we still got dreams together, but now we can, he can actually focus on his acting, which I'm so happy and thankful that he's being able to do. But for myself, I'm still trying to find that other outlet for me. It's the gym right now. So <laughs> no, no. And, but it's not only the gym. I'm again, again, success leaves clues. And I can see being an outsider, listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's cool to see this because I know, you know, six months a year, whatever it is, when you're wherever you're going to yeah. be, where doing whatever you're going to do. And I look at that as a fan, I'm like, okay, that guy's going to AEW. There's going to be some amazing stuff that happens there, but I mean, who knows what happens, but when you're at that point, whatever that looks like, you're going to look back to this moment and already you're pulling gratefulness out. I, 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 again, brother from another mother, um, my granddaughter, who is my absolute world, just like I know that your son is your world. Like I know that. And, and I see it when you talk about your family, how much you appreciate them. My granddaughter is my entire world. She went through about a cancer two weeks before and, and, you know, we, we were down, my, my wife and I transplanted ourselves. We were down in BC Children's Hospital for five months. We stopped our life, went down for five months while she went through that. Thank God. She is amazing. She's in great shape. She's doing so well now. But she was 18 months at the time. A week before we found out about that cancer, if you would have said to me, hey, Mike, your granddaughter, you like spending time with her, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. If you have a, con we got a contract right here. You sign your name on that contract and you will be able to spend every day with her for five months. And in the end, your home life back in Kelowna will be taken care of. It'll all get figured out financially. Everything will get figured out. But you sign right here and you'll be able to spend five months with your granddaughter. I would have signed without even reading the fine print. And right. I know for a fact that when you are where you're going to be, when this thing takes off again for you in the direction that it's going to go, you're going to look back at this moment and go, I got to spend, you know, yeah. X amount of hundred days with my family every day. Yeah. And even that, that was a silver lining in uh, being being home during the pandemic when I was sitting home for eight months, you know, waiting for the call to come back. I'm like, hey, at least I'm getting to see my son's first crawl or my, yeah. you know, my first, you know, his first little baby word. And even now, like he's, we've grown so close. So I'm very thankful for that 100%. But same time, the flip yep. side is like, okay, now this is my motivation to get back to work. And this yes. is my motivation to set up his future and my family's future and give, you know, have them ready. And like, it, the dream is far from over. Let's just say that. And it's like, again, like I, I know this is, uh, you know, five years WWE. Oh, some people will be like, okay, what's next? Well, for us, you know, I know like my brother, he wants to try the acting stuff, but for us as a tag team, yep. there's so much that we still want to accomplish and do. And, uh, you know, that's where it's just like, you know, you got to stay strong. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, I all, you know, we're always like 
after that first batch of uh, releases that happened last April in 2020, yep. it's like they had like four or five more releases after that. And I think we were number this is the sixth release. And at this point, there, how many releases can you really escape when they're yeah. releasing entire roster? It wasn't anything that we did or like we're getting punished for. It was nothing. It was just, nope. it, it's just the way the business is operating right now. I mean, who's, who knows what the future holds? Who knows what the company is going through? Uh, so yeah, we're very lucky in sense of like, you know, we've, we've been there, but now it's like, okay, let's, uh, let's, let's get through this little hurdle and, Let's see what happens next. Okay. But I keep I, saying, and, I keep and, saying we're going to put a pin in this, but no, sorry, we're, we're, we're going to get to it. Before just to cut you off, just oh, to sorry. cut you off, Go ahead. I, uh, just so I'm so happy your uh, your goddaughter, right? Granddaughter, yeah. yeah. Granddaughter, your granddaughter. Yeah. She's doing well because I still remember when uh, I talked to you about yep. it and I was at the gym working out. This is like, I think three, four years ago, maybe five years ago or something. But I still remember that conversation that you and I were having, but uh, just wanted yeah. to say that's no, awesome, and I appreciate man. that. I thank you. For, yeah. I, thank you so much for saying that. I I, I yeah. can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And and again, it's the what you just said. Um, the, you know, the thing that makes you grateful for makes you grateful also motivates you. And I mean, right. how many yeah. things in our life are those two things? I think there's a there's a key right there that we've just kind of uh, stumbled upon. Think about the things in your life that not only are you grateful for but also motivate you. Those are the things that are key things in your life, and that's something to uh, uh, to focus on. And, and I. Swear, and I bet everybody got something. Yeah, everyone has everyone. to have some. There's no, there's nobody. I don't think that has one motivating factor. Whatever it is, like, yep. there's got to be something that motivates you to get up every morning. Like, you know, not it doesn't have to be at four a.m. It could be any time, nope. but something to, you know, chase chase your greatness, as the Rock likes to say. So, <laughs> you know. Absolutely. Well, and that's where mindfulness comes in. I think there's so many people that are on autopilot and if they just stick their head up a little bit, like, you know, like a, like a whack-a-mole, they stick their head up a little bit and get mindful and ponder exactly what you just said there. Everybody has something. Everybody has something that they're grateful for and that motivates them. Think about what that it. is in your life yeah. and, 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 and go that direction. And that'll help you uh, move towards even finding what those dreams might be for you. Yeah. And your dream might change as you're finding it. I, you know, you, 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 you never know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's something else. Like who knows, like, you know, <laughs> but there's gotta be something out there for everyone. And I'm, I think I'm still chasing my motive. I'm still, I know what my motivation is. I'm just still, I'm, I'm still, I'm just still chasing that dream. <laughs> yeah, brother. Okay. So we have set the table perfectly for how we're going to finish off this podcast. Um, it's, it's, it's perfect. And I'm just going to give you a little backstory for those who aren't necessarily pro wrestling fans. Um, I'm going to give a little bit of backstory and then we're going to talk about uh, where we're going. And again, this is how he's dealing with adversity. And, and, and I just appreciate that so much about you, Gerv is how, when something happens, you know, the, the old cliche, life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Here's how it's done. Um, when the, when the Bollywood boys were signed by WWE, all of us who had worked with them in the past, who had known their greatness that they have and said, finally, it's going to be recognized on an international stage. There were a whole pile of us who, when they got signed to WWE, got, um, I don't even know. Let's yeah, it's a men, it's a men's podcast. We got fan blue balls. Okay. Because not only were they not the Bollywood boys that we know, they changed their name. Okay. They become the Singh brothers. All right. Um, and, and, and suddenly 
this this team that we have seen, if you just give them the ball, could go and take a crowd and 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 mold that crowd and and be every bit. And I, I'm not being hyperbolous when I say this, be every bit as entertaining as the greatest superstars of all time, including Hulk Hogan and The Rock. I have seen you take little audiences of three, four, five hundred people who didn't know who the heck you were. Right. Six, seven, eight hundred people actually in our heyday. And 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 by the end of the evening, have them chanting butter chicken and laughing and and just you and your brother have this charisma about you that many of us who have seen that watched you at WWE become good soldiers. You absolutely 100% adhered to the creative process that was given to you. You did it with smiles on your faces, but those of us who knew you said, holy smokes, this company has no idea what they have in, as Jericho likes to say, Gervin and Herve, as he likes to call <laughs> you guys. They have no idea the charisma monsters that they have with the Bollywood boys. Now that the company has released you, you've got, you've climbed the mountain. You have gotten to that place to look to that next horizon. You have had so many bucket list moments, oh. but, <laughs> but you did it on their terms. Now that you have your release, you can go back using and leveraging the amazing things that have happened. And you too can go back and take the ball where you may not have had an opportunity to take the ball like you did with WWE. That's the way that I see it. Is that how you see it? Absolutely. And then some, you know, I feel like, you know, we were just on the cusp of kind of doing what we were doing, like, with your promotion back in the day and so just a little just a little sidebar when we first arrived at wwe we were signed under the you know for the 205 show yep. and I, I, very you know we did the 205 then we got paired off as the Singh brothers which at first we were like whoa okay like if you take away our dancing and like our you know we're not big guys but if you take away like our charismatic gear and put us in slacks and uh dress shirts not 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 as very our personality doesn't explode but it goes back to what you were saying earlier we were like we're gonna make it work you know we're gonna we're gonna do the uh, absolute best and i think having that mind mindset kept us going you know yeah. we were we were eager when you know we were in that program with uh randy we're like hey you know let us do take the bumps let, let us you know whatever and that's the stuff that put us on the map and which is what i think helped our careers there because then they were like hey these kids can bump and feed you know they make everyone look good so yep. just before our release happened we were working pretty hands-on with you know like sean michaels down at the performance center because he was there for nxt tapings 205 taping so we were you know hands-on with him as far as like character stuff character development and I think that's where what, what we were doing on the independent scene back in 2015, 14, before WWE, yep. you take that and then you throw in what Shawn Michaels is telling you, Yep. <laughs> then you got the total package. So, and that's where we were at when our confidence up into when our release happened, our confidence was through the roof. Uh, we could, you could put us in the ring with anyone, any tag team, and we would have kept up. We would have just we know we could have de delivered. So, um, but yes, that's where now outside looking in on the independent scene again, we're, 
we're going to take everything that we've learned and we've learned from some of the best ever, you know, <laughs> like, yes. and now you take that and you bring it and teach the new generation or the up and comers and you do what we do, what we, we, we've learned. I think we're in a good spot. I think, uh, you know, we're excited as far as what the future holds. Cause we're excited. Cause again, I, I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface with our whole Bollywood character yet. Uh, I, you know, I, I can, you know, I'm, I'll put our charisma and our personality up against anyone. And I feel like we can outshine and we're just ready to show that, you know, we're just, I get goosebumps thinking about it. We're I've got them to, right now, man. Yeah. I just, I'm just ready. I'm, yeah. I'm just, this, uh, I don't even really want to talk about what we want to do. We just want to get going and just want to get this visa situated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm seeing pictures of you in the rock and roll express and I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. So Holy yeah, that's, a, that, that, that's bucket list right there. You know, you know, yeah. not outside. I mean, bucket list stuff within WWE was there's so many being able to work at Rogers arena, like three yeah. times, you know, that was huge for yes. us, you know, standing in the middle of the ring with like 18,000 people. And that's where we watched our first show as kids. So, um, you know, wrestling. Also wearing Rogers. Kings jerseys because you were getting the, ice, uh, and I'm a giant LA Kings fan. I got a crown <laughs> on my body. So that was, that was awesome for me to see that. Oh man. No, that was <laughs> whatever it took. Right. <laughs> but like, so many cool bucket list things working at Madison Square Garden and, you know, all that cool stuff. But, um, you know, again, now it's a different motivating factor. And uh, there's so many opportunities that lay ahead of us that we're just excited to kind of just jump for. Me too. I'm, I'm excited for you. And uh, I mean, I have I have zero doubts, Gurv. Like, I mean, I, I, as, a, as an observer, uh, casually from afar, and, 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 you know, we've had this, 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 you know, limited connection. I just want to tell you, I have zero fucking doubts in my mind <laughs> that you guys are going to blow up in so many amazing ways. And, and, and the story for you is just beginning. And I think about, um, you know, just, just your attitude and where you're, where you've come from. And I just look at where you're going and I'm so excited to live vicariously through that. I've, I've, I've said that to you a few times as you've put up some of the memories and moments, things that you have gotten to, uh, uh, um, experience as you, you know, your Bret Hart moments or your, some of the, some of the different pictures you put up with you and Orton and some of the things that people have said to you. Um, I've been living vicariously through you as you've been living your dream. And as we finish this podcast, you know, there are wrestling fans that are going to be watching it uh, and excited about this. If you have one or two, let's, let's take it home right now. If you have one or two um, of those holy shit moments, you just talk about very casually, Hey, yeah, we worked with Shawn Michaels and he was helping us, you know, hone our craft. <laughs> holy shit. You get to say that. Um, right. One or two other little things that you might be able to say that, uh, that, that, that the Gerv of 2010 would be just dumbstruck by um, if you would know that you got to say them. What are, what are a couple of those moments uh, that you've, you've, you've achieved in the last five years? Man, there's so many. Uh, I know. Off the, yeah. <laughs> uh, off the top of my head, like, you know, going back to India for the very first time, you know, and doing the show there, you know, that was huge. Cause that's where our parents, parents are from. That's where our family is. That's where it kind of like the dream started, so to speak, because it's where our parents left home, you know, to come to Canada and here they're, they're two kids coming back to their country. And we're headlining the show with gender and Hunter and, you know, being in the picture of the main event there. So that was like, you know, like just, just, yeah. Yeah. You know, getting that uh, rock star treatment, you know, so to speak, as far as like, just 
having all these kids come up to you and letting you know how much, you know, we inspire them. And it's just like crazy to think that, you know, a country of a billion people, there are kids coming to us telling you us that they want to be in the WWE and they want to kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that's definitely up there. Um, as far as like a personal moment, as far as, uh, um, accomplishing then you know uh, i think you're making me cry with that one gerv that's that's holy shit (laughs) i didn't expect that one sorry buddy (laughs) that's amazing yeah thank you and then i think the number another one would be um and this is just me personally i don't know my brother might have a different list but uh for me another one would be uh going back again i mentioned it earlier the rogers arena uh very first our very first live wwf show was in 96 and uh, you know, our dad bought tickets for that and took us to the show. And, you know, here we come like 20 years later, same arena. And now here we are with our dad and he's standing by the ring. And, you know, and that's cool. Just like a personal, like, wow, like, you know, this is what dreams are made of. And being able to be in front of, you know, being in front of having them sitting ringside watching us. It's, yeah, I get I get I got goosebumps. My hair's standing on my arm right now. Just talking about it. <laughs> Me too. Cause I remember the quick little backstory. I remember how much our dad was running around in 2000 trying to find uh, raw as war tickets when the tickets sold out in 90 seconds. And we were all bummed out that we couldn't get tickets. And here I am like, you know, got my dad, the VIP pass out of everything. So, you know, <laughs> you can't, uh, you can't, you can't put a price tag on that stuff. So um, you're going to, you're going to make me choke up, buddy. <laughs> this is uh this is a beautiful conversation. Um, and I just appreciate you so much, uh, so much to the point where I've got to end it because I appreciate your time and I want to be respectful oh, of that. Um, but that being said, um, I believe, you know, it's funny. You could have said a whole whack of shit when it comes to that. Like, like I love Chris Jericho and not only um, have you, you know, done stuff with Chris Jericho. You've been on his podcast a bunch of times. You're his friend, all that stuff. You worked with Shawn Michaels. You've worked with, you know, you know, the, the, the moment with Randy Orton, you think about all these great moments you guys have achieved in the world of professional wrestling. And I ask you, what are your moments and what happens? You go right back to who you are in your heart. And this is where we end the podcast, the way we began it. You are still the same fucking guy because what was your mountaintop moment? India. Cause that's where it all started. Oh my God. My dad watching me at Rogers arena. Cause he tried to get tickets for that raw where, where kid rock was there and all this amazing stuff was happening. And now that was the one. Yeah, that was yeah, we, now we got him that VIP pass. Holy shit. That's your moments. And it just shows right there. Gerv, I just want to congratulate you on staying who you are. In fact, maybe you even know yourself even that much better having moved to where you've moved to. Um, success certainly leaves clues. You've got a guy here who is absolutely cheering you on in the game of life, not just the game of wrestling. And uh, the He Changed It movement and audience is really grateful that you have taken time out of your day to be part of this. Um, I know that our paths are going to cross again somehow, some way in the future. I just want to say thank you for everything that you've done from being a part of our shows at the beginning to raise money, um, you know, for children's hospital, one of the, one of the charities where that, that fixed my granddaughter. Isn't it crazy how things come full circle? Uh, those moments that we had with, with Mick Foley and the backstage and, 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 and those moments that you've, you've impacted me personally since then the million of moments that you haven't even known about being an example just being you as you've gone on your ride you make me want to be a better guy and i just want to say thank you for that Gerv. thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being on here today thank you for those beautiful words man i really appreciate it and uh you know it, the, 
your enthusiasm, your your outlook on my career and what I've done inspires me to keep going. You know, like as much as everything kind of, you know, it may, it may suck at times, which it does. Don't get me wrong. Like it I always said, my does. Anxiety, my anxieties right now are through the roof as far as just getting going again. And, you know, just staying headstrong. Even before we jumped on this conversation, I was on the, the, the website to see if my visa had been, you know, approved or whatever. So, but that's another story. But again, you know, um, these words that you just, Embrace me with, you know, keep me humble and keep me going. So I'm very appreciative. Thank you so much for oh, that. My love. man. Um, Thank you. Before, before I uh, do the outro here, uh, if people want to find you, <clears throat> where is the best place to find you? Throw your social medias out there. Uh, at Bollywood Boys on Twitter. Um, at with a Z, Gerv, right? Z, yes. Uh, I believe my Instagram is at Gerv Zero, you know, G-U-R-V-S-I-H-R-A. Yep straightforward and my brother at harv Sarah. so yeah we share the same twitter and uh, separate instagram but that's it pretty much uh as for bu- bookings or any appearances bollywood boy bollywood booking 10 at gmail.com <laughs> i can send you all that information you can send it that. to us and we'll make sure we yeah. throw that out to our channels yeah. too and i'll throw that out in my my professional wrestling channels as well and awesome. uh um god damn i, I okay <laughs> so you know gervin i could do this for hours um but we're not gonna but I hope that another time we can do this in another way, another another form somehow. As he changed it, blows up. Um, you know, one of the things that we're going to be doing as as an organization. I'm not trying to speak for the organization; it's my wife's organization. But we're going to be moving closer to the people uh, that took off with this idea with us from the beginning, including podcast guests. So, uh, Gerv, we're gonna we're gonna certainly try and make our paths cross more and more, and try and make this world a better place. Thank you for being you. Thank you, audience, for coming down here uh, to spend time with us here on HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. Again, if you haven't downloaded, what the heck are you waiting for? If you haven't shared, subscribe to the podcast. Again, please do that. So the uh, He Changed It overlords don't come down too hard on me. We got to get these numbers going. We got to get the metrics driving and we got to get the He Changed It universe uh, becoming what it's going to be an organization that helps move the needle when it comes to men's mental wellness, performance, and all of the health benefits that we are going to promote. Thank you so much for your time. My name is Mike Chisholm. That's another episode of HeCast, the official podcast of He Changed It. Go change something.